After further review, as this is one of Frank's favorite songs. Do not listen to him. He is selling you snake oil. We don't sell snake oil, but we provide an entertaining and thought-provoking sports show on 88.3 WXUT. Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And sometimes we provide a life lesson. Ain't that right, Frank? Life lesson, my ass. Don't be a hater. And tune in to AFR Saturday mornings, 11 to 1 on WXUT. We're back at it here on 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review. It's college football. Used to be CBS Sports Network for SEC football. Now, yeah, the, I mean, it's, it, it hits kind of different now because used to be you'd hear, hear Uncle Vern saying, and you are overlooking Bryant Teddy Stadium or Tiger Stadium or Neyland Stadium or Vaught Hemingway Stadium. And now it's or the, Sanford the shoe. Stadium. You're not the shoe or the big house. But it's all the or same. Or Happy you know. Valley. Happy Valley, that's right. Or, you know, obviously the Rockets play a Big Ten team at 7 o'clock on the Big Ten Network, actually. Yeah, and Champagne. Mm-hmm. Champagne. All right, fellas, go ahead. Week zero, we got eh, 15 minutes. Let's go. All right. David, I'm going to let you start on this one. David? Essentially, a lot of people were making a big fuss out of week zero, which Officially started last week, week one being this week. A lot of people putting a lot of clout and making headways that oh my gosh, the teams that we saw week zero, they look amazing. Namely, the the biggest school that played, USC. Everyone talking about, and we all know that week zero is basically just a glorified scrimmage because they're usually playing. A non-conference opponent, you're usually playing, if you're a Division One school, particularly if you're a top 25, you're not playing a tough competition right out the gate. Outside of Notre Dame, which they do their traditional either Navy game that week or they'll play an international game in Ireland. Which was pretty weak. But the way... Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's a traditional kind of thing. They just do regardless. Is it a tradition that should probably stick around? Eh, maybe not, but we know Notre Dame is going to ride that out as much as they can, and we know the service academies are going to hold on to those traditions as long as they can. And get a check. But, yeah. Well, David, I, I actually have, I have a solution to Week Zero. What's that? Well, do you guys remember the Pigskin Classic that they used to play at the Meadowlands back in the 90s? Right yeah, before? yeah. Right before week one. Well, why can't we have that again? I mean, how about some of these big non-conference games like maybe in LSU, Florida State, hey, in Orlando, who could be one. Or maybe Colorado TCU. That could be a good week zero game because you got the storylines of Coach Prime there. By the way, that game's tied 14 all at the moment. Or maybe do a Big Ten game. Or maybe do an Ohio State Indiana to play each other week zero. I mean, they did that last year with Northwestern Nebraska in Dublin. Granted, that didn't really make a ton of sense, but I do remember. I mean, look, for the last few years, a Big Ten team has opened up with a conference game in week one. Why not do one in week zero? 
I mean, if you do that, then obviously you're going to give that those teams a double buy. Think about it. Why do you think all the conferences are combining? TV once for week zero throughout the whole season, big matchups. Think about it. Well, well that's what that's what I'm saying. I want it. Let's get some big matchups in week zero. But you also don't want to have it where the, the conferences are, are realigning and combining with each other. I think mean, about it. That that in itself is a whole joke. Well, that's but but you are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? Like you're saying, you're making a great idea that week zero should be some great matchups, right? But because of how some of the conference alignments are, you, you're not going to get always every week the rock'em sock'em matchups that you want. TV deals now, they want the bang for their buck. If we're paying you all this money to these conferences every week from every game from noon until 2 a.m. needs to be a knockout game. And that's why I think they're having the conference realignment. So then if you're all in the same conference with the power hitters, the heavy hitters, it, 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 there's more on the line because one, it acts as something against for the conference to win the championship. And two, it's better alignments. You, you're not going to see these old scores where SEC teams playing the Sun Belt or the Fun Belt teams. So then you'd see them getting rocked. That's just what they're trying to do. That's what I'm saying. But I see what you're saying, though. Better matchups makes Week Zero more intriguing. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's something that they need to do. I mean, heck, even if you got keep going, David. Yeah, I understand. But keep going, Frank. Finish your point. Uh, yeah, I mean, even kind of going back to the days of the old Pigskin Classic, you got to you do something like that. That like with the like what they do with in Atlanta, like they did last night with Louisville and Georgia Tech game it there or maybe you do one in Nashville at a neutral site like you're doing with Tennessee and Virginia right now mm-hmm. yeah have, have one of those May, give give the fans something they're going to want instead of seeing a bunch of, of games against the little sisters of the poor keep going David well I mean and that's my biggest thing and the problem is with week zero is that you already have some of those things so you have like, name a company. You have the State Farm Classic. You have the Chick-fil-A kickoff. You have, you have all these preset classic marquee matchups week one that people are excited for or looking for. So why are we having this kind of preview where it's basically your non-conference slate? Like, sure, of course USC is going to beat San Jose State, but the way that they're making it sound is, and I was looking at the boards all week, like, if you are... A top five, if you're a five-star, number one recruit in your class, you should be wiping the floor with players that you would have done the same with in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's just natural. But but being being up a team week zero that you're supposed to beat doesn't really give you an indication as to what to expect. Like, again, USC can beat up a little system support. Do I think that they're going to do the same, particularly the way that they look sloppy defensively? to, let's say, Notre Dame. And particularly, when they move to the Big Ten, they're going to get rickrolled. So, like, I, I understand. And, like, we know it's money. It's to give the FCS schools the check. It's because ESPN, the second that college football starts, they're like, boom, give us 12 games. Doesn't even matter who. We'll put them on TV. We have a whole network thing. Like, we know that that's revenue. But if I am... A college football, I guess, one football, regardless of how they get it. 
Yeah, it's just what is out, outside of money and ESPN, particularly ESPN Networks, having product to show middle of August. Is anyone watching week zero? Well, you, you, I, I think you just missed my point, dude. I, I just said the networks are having it where they want the conferences to join because once you get mega conferences, you're going to be forced to pretty much play within conference at least 10 out of the 13 games, probably 11. They're probably saying you have to play 11 conference games. So what they'll probably do is instead of having USC versus San Jose State, wouldn't it be great to see a, a, a USC versus Ohio State week zero matchup? That's what they're trying to kind of force to do. ESPN and obviously wants to ha- have content, cover black or whatever. But at the same time, when they put out the games, they want to have great content every night to pull them in because live sports makes a lot of money. You're absolutely right. I mean, I even mentioned why not do a conf- do a conference game week one or week zero? Well, that's what we would be forced into when we have yeah. this little realignment. Yeah, I think. That, yeah, I mean, that's going to make it all better instead of seeing all this garbage that you have in week zero right now. But then it, it what happens is, is that the, the who loses out are the group of five teams and some of those teams that do have those traditional powers. Where now you're not in the mix. And you can't be seen, and it takes away the paychecks from them. Now, they might throw in a random game here and there just to give you something to eat. But I, I really think it's going to it's gonna turn into something where, uh, you know, Toledo, all the group of fives are going to probably have their own conference, or they might not be, uh, they'll probably be FBS, but it might be some other subdivision of the yeah, bowl division. Yeah, it's going to be two separate subdivisions. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Keep going, David. Yeah, but kind of to my think, thinking about, being forced into like a marquee matchup, are the conferences going to, you know, buck back and say, we don't want, let's just say, USC Ohio State, since that's going to be a conference game? Mm-hmm. Are they going to tell the networks, we don't want that week zero? We want that prime October, prime November. And okay, if you want a conference matchup, we'll give you Iowa Northwestern. Like, so you still have the conference matchup, but are the conferences, once they get in these realigns, going to tell the networks we have we want the big we want the big teams in prime time Saturdays October November versus have them in August. That's that's where I think there will be some pushback. Okay. So like yeah, they may want you know as a viewer it, yeah it'd be great to see Ohio State USC early or obviously they're not going to do Ohio State Michigan early because that's just going to tick off two fan bases and, well, that, and the well unfortunately that may end up having to happen because with the elimination of divisions that means Ohio State and Michigan could possibly play in back to back weeks and nobody's going to like that yeah so I mean there's obviously with the realignment they'll figure out the scheduling but I know that the the big blue bloods like I know Ohio State and Michigan will raise all kinds of questions if they have to play a a game of that caliber before mid September when is their quote unquote traditional non conference play where they want the little sisters of the poor they want the MAC schools they Michigan wants the directional Michigan schools 
outcome. Like obviously, money is going to be a big factor, and it'll be interesting to see what the networks say in terms of their influence on the schedule. And it, yeah, we'll just go down and see how much power do the conferences, the conference commissioners, the school presidents, when. Yeah, when it comes time to putting these schedules together, particularly if, say, for example, the Big Ten has five top twenty-five teams. Yeah, like yeah, they're going to want those teams on TV as early as possible. But well, David, here's a here's another conundrum that I mentioned to you when you call when you first called in. I told this to you off the air, and that's the whole streaming only games. And I mean, this, this is something that I think is an absolutely horrible idea. Because, and I'm kind of demonstrating it right now, because on my computer, I have Michigan and East Carolina that is being streamed on Peacock. And then on my phone, I've got YouTube TV, I got Colorado and TCU that's aired on Fox. Thing is, I mean, we've all been there. We're having a Saturday. We're we're just gonna like okay, let's see what games are on and during commercials. We bounce around, check up on other games. But the problem is, if you get a a game that's exclusively streamed on Peacock, and this is kind of a problem of a couple years ago when Toledo was playing Notre Dame, and that was exclusively on Peacock, and it was a close game. People are trying to get in there, but. If you go to the streaming apps, I mean, if you do it on your smart TV, you got to log in, have pinwheel of death, and then you end up missing some plays. And then you go, like, the game was tied, and oh, wait, somebody took the lead, or darn, game's over. You got five minutes. So my thing with streaming is you're basically locked in to that. You're held hostage. And now, of course, what you and I had talked about off air what I've done is you got to have multiple devices. So, I mean, I've got Peacock on my computer, YouTube TV on my phone. So what the good people are going to have to do is either or, uh, buy multiple TVs, which I'm sure that's going to go over well. No, just do, change different inputs. But you, I think also you got to remember people are saying they're cutting the cord. But if you stand or pay for all these apps, it almost adds up to the point where you're paying for regular cable. It's kind of weird. Oh, um, I mean, I get that, but... Thing is, on YouTube TV, you can actually bounce around, mm-hmm. and ch- or, or on or on Hulu Live, you can do that. But for but for games that are on Peacock or Paramount Plus or ESPN Plus, you've got to basically go out of your YouTube or Hulu, log in, do the whole pinwheel of death routine, and then you're basically having the best plays. And the only way around that is if you have multiple TVs in your home or multiple devices going, like I've got right now. I mean, but that's that's the way of the future. They're going to require, I mean, that's why they have so many different streaming apps. That's why they spread it out so that you have to buy subscriptions to all this. Because if you want, you know, it's the supply demand. If you want the product, you got to go where you can get it. And... Does it, does it stink? Is it going to cost? Yeah, but you're thinking for most of the college football fans, they're not going to 
they're going to log in with someone else's password device. So as long as one person knows it, 30 people can the device. Oh, I know that because I know I know that, dude. Because I had a lot of my a lot of my friends who are Michigan fans were grousing that. Okay, I don't want to pay to get Peacock. Huh, does anybody want to load me their username and password? Or is there any establishment that's going to have Peacock and they're going to stream the game? Which I don't think too many rest, with the exception of maybe a couple of restaurants and bars, they're not going to have have Peacock or Paramount. Excuse me, Paramount Plus, uh, so you can watch these games. So you're again, you're probably going to either have to bring your phone with you, watch it there. There, I mean, like I said, you're pretty much locked in. You can't, and, and you got to have have all those devices so you can check up on each game. I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of it. And the other thing too is some of the bigger matchups are on Peacock, like Michigan State, Washington. I think that that shouldn't be a, a streaming only game because that's a big non-conference game. That should at least be on the main network. Put it on NBC. But then again, thanks a lot, Kevin Warren. You're the one who screwed the pooch. And no, that game go to Peacock. That's a that's a Peacock game. No, he, you're, David. Your Peacock game should be like Michigan East Carolina or. Let's or how about even when Michigan plays Bowling Green? Yeah, yeah Michigan State's in that that level. I That's mean, I, actually, here's be a Michigan State game I put on Peacock. Well, they play Richmond, and next week that one's on BTN. Why don't you put that one on Peacock? That's FBS against FCS. Yes, but again. Kevin Warren decided to screw the pooch with this whole deal he signed before he decided to become president of the Chicago Bears. There's, by the way, score update. Michigan leads East Carolina 23-0 right now. For those listening who don't have access to Peacock, I just gave you the score. And Colorado leads TCU 17-14 at the half. Have some, I mean... I do have to ask you, David. You're you're doing the whole multiple device thing too, aren't you? Yep, and also listening to different um, radio networks on <laughs> broadcast. That's got to be a lot tougher, though, because you're are, are you just bouncing around on your phone or on switching different games there? I because I find yeah. that easier to do on the TV than on the radio. <laughs> yeah, radio, yeah, radio is easier because I can just plug in. Most of the stations have um, who the home home team is, home broadcast. So yeah, so through yeah. commercials or during scoring drives, or if there's yeah, playing in possession. But I mean, it's, you gotta do what you gotta do when you're the football guy. You gotta you gotta. Um, you would, you just adapt, don't you, David? Yeah, adapt and advance. All right. Are you watching the Michigan game? I well, I was demonstrating. Hang what the conundrum of college football fan day is. You got to have multiple devices. That's well, what David that, and I were talking that, about. If you're looking at the broadcast, you got it on your computer and your phone. Is it two phones you're looking at? No, just one phone. I've got TCU Colorado on my phone on with my YouTube TV app. And then I got Peacock showing Michigan East Carolina. <laughs> you said Peacock. 
That's their streaming service. It's all. I've also heard it called something else that I can't say on the air. I wonder why they went to Peacock. I just think that's just ridiculous. I mean, ESPN Plus was cool, ten bucks a month. You know, you see some a lot of Mac games. I mean, I can understand the small schools being on the streaming, but if it's a big game, put it on the big boy networks. Exactly. That's what David and I talked about too. So, anyways, I believe we are up against it. No, actually, there was nobody over there. So, if you put in your last points, you can go another five minutes and wrap it up. Actually, no volleyball. Ah, darn. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. So, uh, I think in conclusion, in this new era of college football, oh, where TV is killing it off, off, have your computer, have your phone, buy an additional TV set if you have to. Don't worry, you might what do. if you're sitting outside and you're trying to grill? Then maybe you, you bring. Do you, do you need? Do you have to bring in the the what is it called for the multiple ports? The um, power breaker or whatever. The, oh. You know what I'm talking about? Where you plug in stuff. Well, I mean, you could you could put it. To, you could. They so do make outdoor TVs. Well, they make outdoor. Well, some people just put their TV out there, but you're gonna have to bring a uh, what is it? A circuit breaker? What is that thing? Surge protector. Surge protector. And then plug in four or five TVs and your computer to watch all the games. I mean, you pretty much have to have your own sports bar. <laughs> well, in a sense, you do. So I'm sure there's probably a lot of people that are going to have that set up. David, what's your what's your thoughts, last thoughts? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the era of college football that we're in. We know that streaming is the day and age. That's the name of the game. And the more opportunities that the networks can get your dollar... They're going to go for it. So hopefully, hopefully Toledo, um, Illinois is not exclusive to streaming. No, it's on, it's on on BTN. It's on Big Ten Network. Are you actually excited with Rocket Football coming back? I am. Obviously, the million dollar question is the the offense goes as Daquan Finn goes. Um, Defensively. I'm more concerned about our secondary than I am our front seven. And how many times are we going to shoot ourselves in the foot late game situation? Because we need to figure out the final two minutes. Really, the fourth quarter is where we made things a little bit too close um, to comfort for too many games last season. If we can share that up, I'm actually I'm just going to give up on the shooting ourselves in the foot because we've been asking that for over a decade and still hasn't happened yet. But well, yeah, the Rockets go, the league goes to Toledo. Well, David, as I mentioned, I believe it's for the last 16 years now, a Mac school has beat a Big Ten school. Well, I mean, it didn't happen last night, but there's two opportunities, Toledo against Illinois, which I think is probably most likely to happen. The other is Buffalo against Wisconsin. I don't think that's happening. Yeah, Illinois is kind of... Middle of the road, Big Ten well, team. They, they lost their running back, middle Chase Brown. Brown. He's gone. On defensively, um, Ryan Walters, who's their defensive coordinator, he's now the head coach at Purdue. The spread is Illinois minus nine. This would be one I would take the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going, going for the Rockets. But, of course, Rockets non-conference schedule. Will be what it is. All that matters is what we do, and of course, it's going to be a homecoming because that that game is what matters. Make a rate for the Rockets this season, and we all know the school that I'm talking about. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would that be a team in DeKalb, Illinois? The same team that frustrates us seemingly every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even when they're down, even when we're down, that game, that game honestly is probably more of a rivalry than I-75. Oh, for what it's worth, for what it's worth, Northern Illinois leads Boston College fourteen nothing in the third quarter right now. And wait, and Rocky Lombardi is still at NIU. Jeez, I know he started out his career at Michigan State, but now it feels like he's been in DeKalb since the days of Garrett Wolf. Northern Illinois quarterbacks are there for thirty years, like Chandler. Chandler Hardish, uh, Jordan Chandler Lynch. Hardish was there for eight eight years. Same with Jordan Lynch too. But I'm looking forward to a rocket season. Early prediction: I think we lose two games. I would say. All right. I don't know which ones, but yeah, I, I would say we lose two games just because the Rockets. The Rockets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't think the Rockets go undefeated. All right. So, what do you guys think, TCU or Colorado? Who's pulling it out? Yeah, it seems like Coach Prime's got things going pretty solid right now in the first half, but we'll see how the second half goes. What's the score? Seventeen fourteen. Who? Colorado. Uh, oh, oh, oh. So, uh, Dion's not looking too bad. Obviously, I mean, if they win, they match last year's win total. I told you the uh, a success is doubling it to get two wins. Yeah, but I mean the. Thi- my my thing was they had a ton of roster turnover. They don't. They've got eighty eight new players. They uh, they don't have a ton of depth either. So I mean, really for for Dion, it's about getting the foundation laid and getting these guys to buy in. And I'd say so far he's at least gotten his players to buy in, mm-hmm. and they believe in him. Uh, why do everyone last name like Deion Sanders? I would say probably because. They remember him being a being a no, star in the NFL. Not these kids. No, I, I mentioned this before. He's been out of the league what almost twenty oh, years. Yeah. These kids are eighteen, seventeen years old. They don't know anything about Dion Prime. Or time. maybe their parents told them about him. And their parents might have been. You think about it. Their parents are probably about my age. And the fact is, I was a, a kid when he was playing. Now, I do remember him. But let's be honest. A lot of times, kids don't give a rat's ass about coaches' playing days. So you can't use that. Or maybe because he brings a lot of swag. Okay, I can say that. David? Yeah, swag, personality, and it's a different culture shift than what you're you're going to get from a quote-unquote traditional Mm -hmm. program. He's going to do things unorthodox and in this era where you have to, where a lot of the college kids are, you know, more likely to gravitate towards the unorthodox than the kind of primitive and proper and traditional ways of doing things. It's something new, something different, flavor of the month. Um, I also just want to put on record, I got laughed at last week for saying that Colorado would win five games. So I'm, I'm just saying, I'm out there. What do you I was ahead of... Last week, when I, or two weeks ago, when we mentioned Colorado and mentioned going through the schedule, I said that they would win five, and I got laughed at on the show. Yeah. I know I laughed at you on the show. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm one that says, look. Did we doubt you? Yes, we know yeah, we laughed d- at doubt you. Doubt you, yes, because look, David, in all honesty, I, I, want, I want Dion to succeed. I want him to be successful, but I think it's going to take, take time. 
And then as I say, it's, it's game one. It could be, it could fall apart, or it could get better from here. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah, injuries can happen. Mm-hmm. You never know, with especially in college football, because it's yeah. not like the NFL where you can just get in a free agent. It's, yeah, the roster that you got. Those are the kids. Right. That is that is true. All right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Well, we'll see how the rest. Mm-hmm. Yep, we'll see how the rest of this Saturday goes, as well as Sunday, as we got games on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Really, there's college football on Sunday. Ooh. Yep, LSU, Florida State's the big one in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know my family in Louisiana will be watching. My, I also got extended family, in Florida, who are all Seminole fans. They'll be watching. Mm-hmm. That should be a fun one. Although I have, I did, I did say. Florida State, I think, is a sleeper for the national championship this year. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay, nice. All right. Well, fellas, another great show in the books. Great job, as usual. I mean, we I, I thought it was a pretty good show. What y'all think? Oh, yeah. Lots of football covered. Yeah, Michigan winning? They are up 23 nothing at last check mm. over East Carolina. Congratulations to Michigan State. Getting yeah. Central Michigan. Oh, don't act modest. You got your Michigan State gear on today. Oh, hey, there was. A, I, wa- I watched some of the game last night. Happy with the win, but I'm not satisfied. There's a lot You're, of things I got to do better. We'll hear that a lot about the Lions too, even though they picked first place in the NFC. Oh, hey. I mean, you can always be. You can be happy with the wins, but never be. But don't don't be satisfied. That's true. That is very because true. that lead that leads to uh, that leads to apathy, and, complacency. Yep. Mm. David, what you got planned for the weekend? Yeah, full slate of college football, and then one step closer to the NFL season. You got one more division. You got one more division left for your divisional preview. Which are you going to be here next week? See you Uh, next week. I unfortunately will be out again. Yeah, I have. I will be out of town. Where are you going? I am going down to Macomb, Ohio, for referee wedding. A wedding? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, who's waiting? Kent? No, his is at the end of September. This is another another couple friends of mine. You know, you you've started back your wedding up stuff about. You remember a couple years ago, you were going to wedding after wedding. Well, now it's see now it's seemingly going again. So. And you get that air guitar out, right? <laughs> no, I can no, neither confirm. Out so you can watch the game. Uh, I don't know. Uh, who knows? <laughs> there might be people watching games. <laughs> That's what happens when you have, that's what happens when you have people decide to get married during football season. True. It is also a little cheaper. By the way, just letting you know, it's cheaper to get married during football season than in the summer. And but it's still warm out in September. Yeah. So David will be back with the divisional preview of the West. I believe the NFL season kicks off Thursday. Yep, Thursday, Lions and Chiefs. Ooh, we'll get an indication of where the Lions stand, and we already know who's winning the AFC West in his divisional preview. It's gonna be the Chiefs. So we'll have that. And, and lock of the week, Kansas City over Detroit. Book it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. So David Man. David's drinking the hater. And by the way, Colorado just scored. Ooh, we'll keep it tight there. Well, David, have a good weekend, man. All right, see you next week. Yep. That's that was David the man of God Harris here on the phone lines. Colorado was up. Frank Masters in the studio. And he won't be back next week. He'll be back the week after. Uh, yeah, I should be back the week after. So he'll have his Michigan Week 4 recap of football. 
Uh, but once again, this has been a presentation of 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review. Make sure you check us out on SoundCloud, iTunes, WXUT's After Further Review with a picture of Frank Masher and the horse's head. Also check out our Facebook page, WXUT's After Further Review. Same picture, but you can see the live broadcast and we're always on 88.3 WXUT 1130 to 1.30. Went over a little bit today, but once again, we always have a great show. You're always having fun. Once again, we'll see you when we see you. Peace. We're out. We'll see Frank in a couple weeks. You'll see me and David next week. See you guys later. Mm-hmm.